discoveries in technology, medicine and nutrition are emerging with accelerating speed and improving our health and quality of life. Join us in a series of conversations about exploring the new pharma and biotechnology trends. This is a view on cannabinoid-based medicines brought to you by Lonza. Today, we are talking with Elaine Rowland, the COO and Executive Vice President of Emerald Health Pharmaceuticals. Emerald focuses on developing novel synthetic drug candidates derived from cannabinoids to target diseases with unmet medical needs. Hi, Ellen. Welcome to our podcast. Could you tell us about cannabinoids and their importance to human health? Hi, Martina. Uh, first, let me say thank you for having me on this new podcast. It is always a pleasure uh, to work and collaborate with the Alonza team. As to your question, uh, cannabinoids are chemicals uh, found in the cannabis plant as phytocannabinoids that interact with two main receptors in the body, the cannabinoid type 1 and the cannabinoid type 2 receptors known as CB1 and CB2. Uh, there are over a hundred different cannabinoids and it is really only the THC molecule uh, that produces the high or the psychoactive effects of cannabis. Uh, the other molecules, uh, like CBD for instance, have no psychoactive effects as they do not bind the cannabinoid uh, type 1 receptor in the brain. Endocannabinoids are substances produced from within the body but also activate the cannabinoid receptors and as such they define the endocannabinoid system, the ECS as uh, you know it for short. Uh, what the ECS does uh, is uh, basically keep the body in balance and provide uh, therapeutic benefits. Uh, for instance, uh, the modulation of the endocannabinoid system can provide anti-inflammatory, anti-oxidative, uh, neuroprotective effects, along with pain relief, emotional balance, sleep benefits, and many other positive effects. Um, so in, in our team at Emerald Health Pharmaceuticals, known as EHP, uh, we initially selected two of those non-psychoactive molecules, namely cannabidiol, or CBD, uh, and cannabigerol, known as CBG, that do not bind the CB1 receptor. And we created several new molecules uh, by chemical synthesis as CBD and CBG derivatives. Those new molecules have even greater potential on health in, and in providing therapeutic benefits because they affect the endocannabinoid system more uh, strongly, as well as other receptors and other pathways. Mm -hmm. Well, you mentioned that the compounds which you work with are not, not extracted from plants, but synthetic and basically represent a new chemical entity per se. Um, how similar are your products to the structure of cannabinoids that occur in nature? Indeed, uh, our novel molecules are completely uh, synthetic new chemical entities. First, um, the starting materials in the synthesis of our new molecules, uh, either CBD or CBG, are also manufactured synthetically. So we, we don't extract uh, we don't extract them from, from plants. It's much better from a purity and from a reproducibility standpoint uh, to use synthetic starting materials. 
so what we do basically is that um, we, we take this synthetic CBD and CBG to create our uh, novel molecules, which have basically the same um, molecular architecture as CBD and CBG, but with important chemical modifications, which cause them to affect specific targets in the body that the natural molecules don't affect. Our lead molecules have an amino side chain and a quinone group which do not exist uh, in the natural molecules. So these modifications uh, to the CBD or the CBG molecules cause our new molecules to affect specific receptors and, and physiological pathways that CBD or CBG won't affect. Mm -hmm. And which pathways are these? Our lead product candidate, for instance, EHP101, which is an oral formulation of a unique aminoquinone CBD derivative affects the cannabinoid type 2 receptor, known as CB2 receptor, but also the peroxisome proliferator activated receptor gamma, in short known as PPAR gamma receptor. And it also affects the hypoxia inducible factor of the HIF pathway. And these are all validated targets for autoimmune diseases such as multiple sclerosis, or MS, and fibrotic diseases such as systemic sclerosis, which is a severe form of scleroderma. Now, it's known that the bioavailability of highly unpolar compounds such as these is quite limited. How can you solve these issues? Yes, I mean, the bioavailability of highly unpolar active uh, ingredients is, is limited, uh, but we can address it with specific formulations. For instance, uh, the active pharmaceutical ingredient in EHP 101 is, is quite lipophilic. Uh, as such, it is not water-soluble, and the amount and the rate of drug absorbed through the GI, the gastrointestinal tract, uh, following oral administration is therefore highly dependent on the drug formulation. So among a variety of oral delivery systems that we investigated, such as uh, solutions, nanoemulsions, amorphous solid dispersions, Uh, or cyclodextrin complexes, uh, we selected a specific oily formulation that provides the highest bioavailability while also maintaining good solubility and stability characteristics. So, so what we've been able to do is to identify an oral formulation with optimum bioavailability, solubility and stability. And, and although the oral administration of drugs is a very simple uh, method That, that leads to an excellent patient compliance, uh, especially for chronic uh, treatment. Um, apart from EHP 101, what else do you currently have in the pipeline? Are any of your drugs uh, already in human clinical trials? That's a good question. Our platform uh, consists of 25 uh, different molecules to date, uh, which we have patented as composition of matter and method of use. And as, as I mentioned earlier, We are actively developing two of these molecules, one as EHP-101 and the other one as EHP-102 uh, product candidates. So EHP-101 uh, is um, being developed for multiple sclerosis and systemic sclerosis. And EHP-102 is for Parkinson's disease and Huntington's disease. Our lead product candidate is now into a, entering a phase two study for systemic sclerosis with another phase two to be initiated by your end by, uh, in multiple sclerosis. 
and then EHP 102 is expected to be in humans by 2022 for Parkinson's disease and Huntington's disease. Okay, Anne, thank you very much for your time and for joining us here today. Join us next time as we speak to experts in the pharmaceutical industry to get a view on the latest research and technology trends.